Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. are gonna finally send us a cease and desist like yeah if she's we have said this so many times if she sends us even like over 5k fuck i'd settle for a grand at this point (laughs) i'm done the podcast is over yeah if we just get bribed by stephanie meyer (laughs) i'd frame that on my wall easily you will happily never hear from me again yeah (laughs) like especially now that people think she's getting a little bit brave and going under that pseudonym to write about her religion, which is still unconfirmed. Yeah. We don't know about that yet. But yeah, absolutely. Just send me a check. You will never hear from me again. I know how NDAs work. Anyways, uh, welcome to Into the Twilight. For now, we still exist. Yes. Enjoy us while you can. Just keeping you on your toes. You are hearing a new voice in the space. And I have been waiting on bated breath to have you on the show, Allison. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. Thank you for such a stunning introduction. I am so happy to be here. If there is someone who has the audacity to not know who you are, Allison, could you tell everyone who you are, what you do? I'm Allison Picuro. I'm an entertainment writer. I currently write for TV Guide, tvguide.com, like the website. Not the magazine that they still like sell in some grocery stores now hold on is that a is that a copyright is that is one of them have an extra vowel somewhere more important is there beef (laughs) i cannot tell you how or why or what happened to make them different but i know it was explained to me when i started in like very brief terms that they're completely different I wish I had more answers. That's hilarious. It is a source of constant uh, confusion when I'm emailing network reps with interview requests, and I wish there was any rhyme or reason for it. Um, I hope there's like a true crime podcast one day about what went down there. This is truly, I know that we have brought you on for a very specific reason, which is to talk about the director's commentary of New Moon. Yeah. I... This is now actually all I care about (laughs) because you have, I'm honestly speechless. You have truly like freaked my bean right now because I have been for almost 30 years under the impression that these have been the same thing. And I know that you just said, you don't know why you are employed. You get money. I fucking hope that you get money since you work there. Why is there not an investigative podcast about the, what I can only imagine was a, a white, rich, brotherly feud. Sure. A la Succession. (laughs) Yeah. And one of them fucked up and didn't read the contract and said, okay, fine, you can go onto the internet, whatever that is. Right. Whatever that will be. Yeah, good luck. And I'll (laughs) stick with print, which has to be trustworthy. Hmm. And now it's just like two, you know, it's the fucking um, vegan babe 
home alone dude who's like, I'm going to stick with print. That's safe. And then right. we've got fucking <laughs> our trustworthy angry dad that's like, yeah, we have to stick with media. Right. Like, I think we could sell this idea. <laughs> I think it either has to play completely succession, which is full drama, going to give me a heart attack each episode, or you have to play it like the, um, the, mm, what you say, SNL skit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is also stressful. Everyone shut up. This is our idea. <laughs> yeah. TM, TM, TM. Yeah. <laughs> Do not steal. Allison, could you tell us something in the past week or recently that's, happy thing that's happened to you or something that you've been enjoying recently i saw the mountain goats in concert for the first time this week (gasps) damn yes and i had the time of my damn life it was funny to go because of like my friends and i kept talking about how they're like a four quadrant band we discovered they apparently are. Um, I saw many white guys over the age of 30 with backpacks. Why did they have backpacks? A lot of backpacks. So many men with backpacks, which I don't understand at all. Men should not have backpacks anywhere in public spaces. <laughs> they, like, put them on the ground between their feet during the actual show. Oh, Terrible. Terrible. Which was an absolutely bizarre sight because the floor was, like, truly shaking at different points because people were like dancing so hard also wait hold on i'm not done with this where did you go to a concert that allowed you to bring in a bag in general i feel like i'm not even allowed to bring like a tampon (laughs) yeah right it was at webster hall which i'd never been to i live in new york but i only started going to concerts within the past few years so a lot of these venues are kind of new to me but it wasn't like some massive place where you could justify bringing in these big bulky backpacks right and you know it took them so long to search all the bags like they opened my friend's airpod case like i don't know what kind of weapon she would be smuggling into a mountain goats concert in an airpod case but you know i can only imagine it took even longer for them to kind of um do a bag check on a on a giant like backpack like you know um but anyway so yeah Many backpacks, but also many girlies and many people who I assume, like me, like us, have been online forever, were on Tumblr in the 2010s, and that's how they got into the Mountain Goats. Yes. (laughs) I truly barely thought they existed outside of Tumblr, so it always kind of surprises me to see that they have any sort of fan base that's not like, like, uh, you know, one of us. a very online freakazoid yeah but anyway they were it was an incredible show incredible show i got my life about 500 times over john darneal truly puts on an incredible show and i have to say that when they started playing no children i compared it to like i don't know i compared it to like when gaga plays born this way like oh my god (laughs) people like jumping and screaming and it was like it was truly like the Beatles like it was that kind of vibe um so that was a wonderful thing that's really uplifted me this week um how about how about y'all what are your happy things yeah Cody what's been going on with you um I'm I'm chilling I'm I'm max and relaxing all cool I this is <laughs> this is unintentionally gonna be the mountain goats episode um <laughs> damn because I, this is like a happy thing, but also a PSA, Bandcamp Friday is back, baby. Um, 
Damn. Which is, if you aren't aware of Bandcamp Friday, is a thing that Bandcamp started doing. Like when the Newtons first started, they were like, hey, we're going to make it so that we have no, we waive all of our fees so that artists get like literally every part of what you buy from their music on Bandcamp, um, which is already much more than you get from any other streaming stuff anyway. So I've always been like a Bandcamp stan. Um, and I went a little too hard because I also got paid the same day. <laughs> so I got a few albums that I love, um, but they also had... The Mountain Goats re-released All Hail West Texas in like a remastered sort of way. And then also put it out for the first time on a cassette. And it's like a gold cassette tape. And it's beautiful. Um, So I bought that immediately (laughs) with a swiftness. Because Mountain Goats, obviously, very important to the culture. I feel like there should have been a coupon code that was like, were you on Tumblr from this time to this time? Literally, I was like, I talked, like, I was like, here's my haul. I went into my work Slack or whatever. And one of my coworkers, who's, you know, a little bit older than me, he was like, you should only be allowed to buy this if you are, like, in college when this happened, like I was. And I was like, listen, first of all, call this Stolen Valor as much as you want. (laughs) But... (laughs) I have a brother who fully formatted my music and culture tastes for a long time and who's a decade older than me. And also, I was on Tumblr. <laughs> I was in the trenches. So you don't... <laughs> I was there. Yeah, okay. you don't know. Um, so that is that is my happy thing. I'm very excited about all of those. Um, and every Friday for the like the next few months or whatever, you can pay artists more money by buying their stuff um, than you Hell could before, yeah. which is great. So um, how are you doing, Allie? I'm alive. Um, yeah, congrats. <laughs> uh, contrary to um, truly in spite of everything in this world. Yeah, really sticking it to the haters, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just how I uh, choose to operate in my life. My happy thing is, okay, we have talked about ad nauseum on the show about what we do in the shadows. That is not yes. what I'm going to talk about today because we all know it's great there's we've said this what i'm going to focus on my specific happy thing is the pen pen ultimate episode of season four that i felt like was directly made for me uh titled go flip yourself i have said before over the past six years that i was primarily raised on three channels growing up they were all in succession for me so it made it very easy to flip through and that was, of course, the Travel Channel <laughs> yes. Network and, of course, HGTV. So yeah, <laughs> there were many a night that I would watch things such as House Hunters and House Hunters International, which was very important to me. So mm-hmm. this episode, <laughs> fucking what we do in the shadows, after having seen Go Flip Yourself tease throughout this season, I, I was trying not to get my hopes up. But oh my fucking god, this episode, <laughs> this is one, this show only gets better and better, right? This past week I did, a, at, like literally after watching this episode, I went back and watched all of it before the final uh, episode and that was such a great choice. But I had no idea how valuable this episode was going to be. One, because Laszlo is at his peak. He's so happy this whole time. And I love to see, one, I love to see Laszlo in plaid. It really brings back. Mm, Yeah, so good. Every time that I see Laszlo in some sort of like plaid or flannel, it reminds me of Jackie Daytona. Yes. And so to not only see the the fucking plaid, but also the Tims, I was dying. And just to see the whole way that it was set up in a very like HGTV-esque 
version. It was so important and it made me laugh the whole time. Not to mention we get Matt Berry doing his unnecessary accents and going so hard for no reason. There should be an Emmys category for just line delivery. (laughs) To find out the end that it was unscripted that Matt Berry was throwing those shoes. (laughs) So good. I don't know how any of them have a straight face in their scenes because I would be dying. It is, I love it so much. It's so important. (sighs) Anyways, if you have not watched this season of What We Do in the Shadows, what are you doing? Um, It has been a light in my life. I was unsure of what they were, this is just an aside, but this, I was unsure of what they were going to do with Colin and the payoff was just, you can tell that at least one of their writers is a parent right now because of how fucking niche the references are. Uh, And I just, that is, we've talked about the show very much, but I just wanted to just give strong kudos that I, I love what we do yeah. in the shadows. It's so important to me. We love good vampire content. That's true. <laughs> oh, um, they are such an important part of vampire culture right now. So it is nice to uh, yeah. to celebrate. Um, but thinking about vampire culture in our youth, could you do us the honor of telling us your Twilight backstory? Okay, so I was kind of embarrassed going into this because I was honestly one of those kids who was like, um, I don't like Twilight. I like Harry Potter, which is obviously so cursed now for 500 million reasons. <laughs> but when it first started getting big, when Twilight first started getting big, I was really, I mean, in all honesty, I was like extremely sex negative as a kid. And <laughs> Twilight was famously marketed as like these very sexy books and they were these very sexy movies. But I was essentially like a nun in training for absolutely no reason. (laughs) My mom didn't even raise me like that. I fully chose that identity on my own. Um, So Twilight had that working against it. Plus, I felt betrayed that all of my friends had gotten super into it seemingly overnight. Meanwhile, I was still over here like, "Mm, but I thought we were standing Draco Malfoy for life. So it was very a jarring experience for me. Um, I also a really vivid memory of this girl in middle school who, by the way, I was not friends with. We were just in homeroom together, I believe. And this girl looked at me one day and was like, I don't like that your name is Allison. I'm going to call you Alice instead. And it was because of how much she loved Twilight. So there were a lot of things that had basically nothing to do with Twilight as like a story or an entity that made me like extremely anti-Twilight and I think I would really honestly credit um, Fifty Shades of Grey with (laughs) making me sort of turn around on Twilight. Listen, I've never read the Fifty Shades books, but I remember when those movies started coming out when I was in college, I absolutely loved them. I still do. I saw them in theaters. I thought they were – immediately I like understood. I was like, these are – camp masterpiece classics i mean i laughed every time jamie dornan put his sex mm. jeans on <laughs> <laughs> i still will reference um dakota johnson going what's a butt plug in the first one like it's you know what i mean like very iconic to me they they had incredible soundtracks i love them i would watch them whenever 
And I really think I was able to look at those and understand my enjoyment of them and think, okay, these are absolutely cuckoo bananas ridiculous, but in a really fun way, maybe I should give Twilight a shot again since I was like capable of experiencing joy and and it also, you know, grown up and um, I will say become less sex negative, um, which is pretty amazing of me. Hearing that you were sex negative does not surprise me. Our health classes... You have sex and then you die, yeah. I promise I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, you know, I understand. <laughs> I understand also that Twilight was marketed a certain way, despite being, like, pretty conservative, as as we know, which is funny. I wonder so much, and I think we we talked about this fairly recently, but it, it never ceases to make me giggle that the reputation early on of Twilight's of the Twilight books and then later the Twilight movies was that, that like they were sexy when Mm. they were written by the Stephanie Meyer, uh, who is very, not only Mormon, but is like very like, uh, you have sex once you are married. You only have sex to procreate. It is not for pleasure. It's, it's it's certainly like an effective advertisement for abstinence. Like the fact that it's like, how folks are like, oh, you have sex one time and this could happen to you. You know what I mean? Like, it's that. Or just show a picture. <laughs> You're not immune, okay? <laughs> anyway, yeah. So Fifty Shades, when I was in college, was really my gateway back into Twilight. I remember watching the movies with my friend, having an incredible time start to finish. I was able to appreciate them more as an adult. I was able to enjoy them for what they are and respect the place that they have in culture. Similar to Fifty Shades, I was also obsessed with the soundtracks even even when I didn't, even when I was like in my anti-Twilight era, um, I would still like go on like iTunes and like secretly listen to the, <laughs> to the soundtracks. Um, I, you, they were undeniable. Because that was the thing that even the like haters of the books and the movies couldn't deny was that the soundtracks kicked ass. Have you read the books now? I am embarrassed to say, especially embarrassed because I have read like every single Harry Potter book twice, um, but have I've never read the Twilight books. <sighs> That's fine. You know who hasn't either? Leah Michelle. So it's fine. it's it's funny to think about the fact that joanne joanne kathleen rowling has like i don't know what happened to that woman has anyone heard from her (laughs) meanwhile stephanie meyer is surprisingly kind of minding her business sort of anyway i mean listen i'm familiar with parts of them i definitely would open my friend's copies and skim them but I've never read them in full. I wonder if that would change anything about my experience um, or perception of them. I don't know. I actually, this is a little embarrassing too. I don't think I've ever seen Eclipse. Whoa. I've seen all the movies except Eclipse. It's I, I think it's the only one I haven't seen, weirdly. I And I think it's because the friend that I watched them with for the first time like didn't like Eclipse or it was her least favorite or something. So I was I was kind of introduced to these movies with that in mind that like it's the one that we don't stand for whatever reason even though i i can't you know i don't i don't see why um 
it's funny because I've seen the others multiple times at this point. Um, I have a couple friends that I think the last two times we've been together, we've watched, <laughs> we've watched Breaking Dawn, both of them, I believe, and just got our lives with those Barbie doll heads popping off. I, you know what? That's okay. We don't all have to be multifaceted, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, it's, it's just funny that that's the one that really is my blind spot, despite being pretty familiar with, with the movies at this point. Um, I'm just going to have to watch a clip someday. I, I need to complete the series. I need to see what this is all about. Allison, this is so weird. Can I recommend a podcast to you that goes through all of this? The books and the movies? <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I have a great recommendation. I don't know what you're talking you. about. <laughs> we got we to gotta just correct correct this error in my, in my Twilight uh, history. um i'm i'm so glad that when this comes out we are we are able to celebrate miss bella swan's 35th birthday uh which is weird um this isn't coming out hbd queen 12th uh well this is coming out on the 12th her birthday's the 13th so that is important to know um but that's okay some of you listen to it on different days the I will say when I pulled this up on the wiki to confirm something that I try to block out of my brain a lot um, is the date that she changed Tian, and I do feel like we we shouldn't forget we should never forget this actually, um, given what we know about Stephanie Meyer and this specific date she was just so you all know um, the Wikipedia for Miss Bella Swan. Um, has her change date as September 11, 2006. So, no. Um, uh, yeah, so she was changed, she was changed right, like, as, yeah, right as slash when, uh, Miss Nessie was born. Yeah, really busy in the toilet (laughs) Do you think it's, like, an homage to, like, like, maybe Stephanie's being like, hey, none of this would have existed if if it were not for Gerard Way personally witnessing 9-11. Um, so, like, she's bringing it back, you know? She's being like, thank you. Never forget, and also thank you for building my empire. <laughs> <laughs> the <sighs> New Moon is a, is a movie that means so much to me. And being able to listen to Chris White's, who is just the absolute nerd, talk about this movie was so important. Yeah. Here's the thing. I got a bone to pick with director's commentaries in general, because like it's very hard to access them. Because I remember when we did this for the first one, I had to like go on the fucking dark web to fucking find this because I didn't want to buy a DVD and watch it that way. It was too much work. Um, I just wish there was a way to like fucking buy an add on. I'll pay like five bucks or whatever for a commentary, but it's just impossible. I just don't understand why... I pay all this money for streaming services to be able to watch these movies because buying like none of my devices have DVD players anymore and I cannot get bloopers or bonus scenes or director's commentary on them. It's so, it makes no sense to me why, why you have to at some point upload the movie onto your servers for this 
you are paying the licensing fees for this. Why are we also not right. receiving the bonus Jonas for this? Because I know people will watch them. <laughs> like, And I would much personally, when when they do the like autoplay next to something, I would yeah. much rather it go to like bloopers or bonus scenes than it deciding what it thinks I want to watch next after a movie. Yep. yep. <sighs> Very confusing. I know. I know. I know. It's very weird. It's, I don't, I don't, I miss it. I miss miss it too. I miss it so much. I, I don't know. It's like, I, I mean, okay, I think about this, this is, I'm digressing here, but I think about this because um, it was recently David Fincher's birthday and the, the social network DVD commentary is like the shit of legends like and as is as is the Gone Girl DVD commentary it's top tier where he just like shat on Ben Affleck for so long for (laughs) no reason it was so rude and I'm like we the children have forgotten and it's not necessarily their fault it's literally like why isn't why isn't like HBO Max why isn't Netflix why are I will pay extra like as Cody said like let me have it you know I have, like, kept my social network DVD for over a decade at this yes. point, knowing. <laughs> I was like, because I'm like, this is important to me. And I don't, I don't think it's anywhere. And I need this. I yes. need to just be able to revisit it if I want to. Yes. And I, I, I have absolutely used that yes. um, <laughs> to yes. do so because it's very important. I, like, it's, I, oh, my God, I loved that DVD. I, I. <laughs> I mean, we don't even have to get into this, but I, I, I made, I was so into it. I, I remember making my mom drive me to Target in a snowstorm the day it came out so I could purchase it, um, the day, oh my a, God. Snowstorm, a snowstorm and I still have it. It's at my mom's house somewhere. Um, and I love it Incredible. and I don't have a DVD player as you said, Allie, but, um, you know, maybe in the future they'll come back and I will be able to like show my like grandchildren's grandchildren. Yeah, maybe we'll get to the point with technology where it'll be like Apple Pay. I can just put my CD and touch it to my TV and they'll be like, oh, dope. Okay, cool. (laughs) Just hit it against it. I think that's the move. I think that that's what we're going towards. Because what the fuck? Like, I, anyways, um, it just makes me so angry. Um, (laughs) I know. It's awful. Chris White's is a genius. Um, Here's what I'll say. I, do I wish that we could have kept my mom, the amazing director that is for Twilight, so that we could have had Blue throughout all of these. Yes, obviously, of course. Mm. Yes. But I do think, looking back, that I love Chris Weitz. And he went Mm. so Mm -hmm. hard on this movie for no reason. (laughs) Yes. He, for no reason, like, to be clear... Why did he go so hard? He took how much knowledge that he has on so many different things and was like, here are these 30-page documents that I typed up uh, about all this research about werewolves. I'm going to slip this under your door um, just to show you how much I know. (laughs) And then, like, here's all this research that I did about moon phases. And I'm going to put this at the beginning of the movie. One, because art. And second, because I know that if I just start this movie right away and put the title card first, you all are going to be screaming and not listen to my art. What an amazing note to kick off 
the commentary with too where he's just like well i knew how much people were gonna be screaming uh he's like he's like i'm not new here like the the girls were standing and he was like and i loved his note too about how he was like you know some people complained that in movies the moon phases were always incorrect and i made sure to make them correct and i was like go off king. absolutely <laughs> it's so funny too because like starting it for the first time i was like okay i would I like to hear Miss Catherine Hardwick on this track? Absolutely. Would I like to hear Rob on this track? Mm. Absolutely. And so I was a little skeptical. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if these guys are the vibe. I don't know what they're... Yeah. Do you want me to trust Peter, the editor? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right. You want me to trust these men? I don't know. Oof. Whatever. Um, Peter, who wasn't even watching the movie, <laughs> no! I thought was really funny. And like, they, he had to like, descri- Chris had to describe to him several times what was happening on yeah. the screen, which I thought was really. He was like taking it like a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But like. I'm like, it was so, I'm like, and like, whatever technology they used because they were in different places and they were acting like, I mean, it was truly like early 2000, like it was, or like late 2000s, whatever, whenever this came out. Um, where it was just like, it was like, this is a newfangled technology and he is in England and I am in America and we are somehow talking about a movie together, but he is not watching it. And I, I'm like, what is this? It's so bizarre. (laughs) And like the way it starts too, it almost seems like, uh, someone just like put him in a room, press play and didn't tell them what they were doing. (laughs) So like, they're just kind of like, there's like, yes, they just locked Chris in a room. They called Miss Editor called him up and they... (laughs) And then they were just like, all right, go on. Because he kind of seems, like, surprised by things that are – he's just, like, describing things at first because he's just like, oh, there's a, there's a logo. Uh, oh, He's like, here some- comes Kristen. Here comes Rob. I was like, Because uh-huh. he says, too, like, they, they shoved him in this room after – it was the premiere after party. So they had the premiere. They had mm-hmm. the premiere after party. Yes. And then they shoved Chris yeah. Woods into this room. And he says, like – Kristen right. was supposed to be here to help him with this, but he ate her hamburger, <laughs> and Kristen was like, fuck this dude. Like, She's mad at him. No, I'm not going to do this. Which right. is so funny. <laughs> I'm like, is that true? Like, that's so funny. Probably. <laughs> oh, my God. I would believe it. It's so funny of her. You know what? Stand your ground. I, Absolutely. One of the things that I love that he went into detail about was the level of detail and the art in Carlisle's study. Ooh, yeah. Because I think that... and Oh, this, he was proud of that. I think shows so much about, one, Chris and his team, of, like, we're going to take these really intricate parts that were described a bit in the book, but we're going to go so much harder into yes. them to yes. make you feel immersed. <laughs> yes. My favorite was when he would talk about something that they added and he would be like, but Stephanie loved it. She wanted more of this. I was like, got it. So he he was very like, it's almost like he was like, yeah, I'm making all these creative decisions, but she was cool with it. I'm like, no offense. We don't really care what she wants. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like her wants are not important to us, the viewer. Like you are, you are the, the one with the vision here. I King. respect your vision. <laughs> Yeah. What you're bringing to the table. Which is yeah. why I think the the CGI in the breakup scene Ugh. made... Because, I mean, what are you supposed to do with that, right? Like, he had right. four <laughs> blank pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. you just see the dates of, like, the months. On Not the a lot of material to work and with. <laughs> no, there's he nothing to work with. He could. And it, that is such a... For him to describe how difficult of a scene that was to shoot was, mm-hmm. I just love, mm-hmm. I love hearing about how 
that was made. I found that very mm. interesting. Especially since that scene has I only thought... gotten more iconic over time. You know what I mean? Yes, like, it's so yes. memed now. Oh, that scene is so iconic. I love how that was one of the things that, like, became a meme during the Twilight Renaissance, yes. too. Ugh. Like, the, the when it first began. I Like, when you would just see, like, on this day, Bella was sitting in her room. Like, it was, <laughs> like, it was... I lo- yeah, and I love the way – I don't know. I really appreciate how, like, it, it was very funny how, like, obviously to us, like, now a lot of the CGI looks like pure shit. Mm. Like, it looks so bad. And it's like, okay, but he's so proud of the work that they did. And, like, I liked when he was like – he was like, we just had her sit in here, and this is how the CGI – have And it was like, I actually – I liked how proud he was of certain things and I liked how like real he was about other things. Mm-hmm. Like every time they would do like the diamond effect, he was like, yeah, this kind of looked bad. And uh, <laughs> some of the diamond effects were better than others. I was like, okay, you, you get it. Like you get it. It was his honesty. I think is one of my favorite things. Cause he really does just mm-hmm. feel like a, a dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just a guy. He's just and him some being guy. Honest, when they when he talked about the rain scene, when Jacob was like, "It's not, it's oh not God. you, it's yes. me." We're, right. Where Taylor Lautner is literally <laughs> shivering, and you can see him shivering. And I was, and then Chris is like, "But I, I choose to believe that he's just overcome with anger." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> he's shivering." <laughs> the fact that they t- he even said like they're artificial rain. I mean, it's real water, but like. The fake ring that they were mm-hmm. using was so hard that it pulled Kristen's mm-hmm. contacts out. Scares the shit out of me as mm-hmm. someone who wears contacts. I know. That's terrifying. It's it's almost like it's almost like you have to believe that like certain things like were were um were not up to code in order to get this movie <laughs> done. You know what I mean? Like they they were definitely there are some things now that we'd be like, Ugh, like about about this movie. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know, but I appreciate all the artistry that and the commitment that went into it in Absolutely. any case. Yeah, I one of the things that I loved getting more information on was when they went to Italy and finding oh, yes. out that one of the one of the most, quote, romantic scenes in this film of Bella, um, like, once she has saved Edward and she looks at him and says, like, I can let you go now, was filmed in in a town hall during the work day, just on, like, a fucking Tuesday morning when there are people trying to get to work. And that is so beautiful to me. That was extremely funny. It was extremely funny when he was like, those are real Italian cops. He was like, they're just hanging out. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, uh-huh. I was like, it was, it was just like, it was like, I'm like, I know these movies cost a lot of money, but like there were truly parts of it, like from his description that seemed like just vibes. Oh, just vibes. Like they yeah. were, they were, they were just vibing. I also like, I don't know. I, I appreciated a lot of the details. Um, I, I I really loved every single time. Um, what, the editor's name is Peter, yes. correct? I loved every single time he would be like, he'd be like, Chris, I love what you did with this shot here. And it was like, it's like the the most insane deranged shot you've ever seen. And it's like, it's like Bella's reflection in like the eye of Jacob when he's a wolf or something. And it looks insane. Yes. And he's like, and I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I love it too. Like, this is cuckoo. And like, no one else is going to commit to this the way this man did. Um, yeah, I appreciated, I appreciated that a lot of it was, 
was them hyping up their own filmmaking. Actually, yeah. Genuinely. Because it didn't feel like pretentious to me. It just felt like we did something really cool here. And I'm like, you kind of did. They, they really loved everything that they put into that movie. And honestly, mm-hmm. good job. You know what? Yeah. I know. They did a really good job. I also think it's funny to watch something like this and, like, obviously, you know, Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka, is, like, iconic. iconic. But, like, they just talk right over that. It's not even a moment in their radar. (laughs) Like, like, a perception of how this movie is going to be received in the future, which I think makes this, like, a fun time capsule, too, because it's, like – you, you look back and it's like they're taking it so seriously they don't know about the memes they don't know about how it's going to be received yeah. um, the, they're not even done filming this series yet and it's just so funny to watch it in retro- I'm like oh you're going right past that meme and that meme yeah. and that meme and it's like it's it's just so I don't know it's so funny to, to watch in retrospect that is it's truly of- just them like giving each other a pat on the back yes. and the whole time and it's like very nice it's like very <laughs> given how like there's so much yeah. obviously like bullshit and like haterade about twilight and stuff for some that are mm-hmm. you know rightfully so and some that are not but like to see them just like in the midst of this like just finishing this and being like hell yeah we did this and it's actually kind of cool it's like kind of nice because <laughs> like we right, get like, like rob shitting on it yeah it, like kind of rules even though here's something that i thought was like extreme like i kept noticing this because they were pointing it out a lot um and i you know obviously like, this this is not news but like obviously they did what I always found interesting about, like, casting Taylor Lautner is that they took, like, pains to cast Native American actors for the rest of the people that are in his, like, community, in his tribe. And he's he's white. Like, he's – what did he say? He has, like, maybe distant Native American ancestry yeah. or something. Like, but it's just so funny to listen to them talk about – because I think Chris goes on at one point. He's like, he's like, you know what? Like, doesn't he say something like peop- – like, Native American people are not happy seeing themselves represented by white actors, or something, not exactly like that, but something like that. And I'm like, but, but you have Taylor, La- it's just, yeah. and then like, he's, what did he say about, um, a, he, he, like later in the movie, he's like, he says something about like a pimp punch Ugh. or something. Like, do, do y'all remember? I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, there's just so much weird. The cops coming. <laughs> like. For Chris White. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, can you hear? Can you hear um, the the police on the way yeah, outside? They're, they're coming for our ass. We love New York, gorgeous, gorgeous New York. Um, they're on the way to arrest me for daring to um, call Taylor Lowe white like he uh, is. Out. Yeah, um, yeah, white like he is. Uh, but it's just it's so funny looking. Not funny, but it's like it's, it, but it is kind of funny because like they just he he's talking and he has like. He's so earnest about it, and it's just, like, he really doesn't know that he's, like, saying anything wrong either. Like, and, and I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to look back on that aspect of Twilight in particular, too. Just, like, the race aspect of it and, like, of the movies. Um, I don't know. Very 2009 to me. Of, like, yeah. very, so yes. We're so aggressive. Very that. Actually. Yes. Yes. And, like... Yes, and like there are parts of it where he, where you get the sense that like he is patting himself on the back, and he's like, "Look at what we did here," and it's like, it's like, but, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> there are so many things wrong with what you just said. I don't know. It's, it's just. I mean, it's all part of it, though. Like, I, I would never, I would never like. I don't know. It's part of. It's part of the Twilight culture, the Twilight movie culture. That is very yeah. true. It is about 
honoring the really fucked up parts of it and critiquing it and mm-hmm. also being able to say like mm-hmm. yeah this is important <laughs> like i loved it mm-hmm. so yeah um, yeah that yeah. is helpful to know um yeah. we had a yeah. patron question that i would love to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. on the one of our patrons yes. asked in honor of the the Midnight's album That's... announcement, what scene would you put Taylor Swift in if Chris Weitz hadn't told her no? Uh, Emily goes on to say, I personally would have put her with the biker dudes when Bella first sees Edward and have off have her offer Bella the ride instead. Ooh, that's really uh, good. That's a good one. That's... This is such a galaxy brain question. Um, this is, ooh, I don't know what. Wait, what? What have do you do? You have thoughts on this? Do either of you have thoughts on this? What scene would you have put it? There's in? two that come to mind. One is okay. having her be like an obscure voice in Face Punch, <laughs> because yeah. then, then yes. she would have been able to be in it without her face, right? Because uh, we're just seeing, yeah. we're just seeing fucking Mike Newton, ugh, um, and, yeah. and Bella <laughs> like, and Jacob there. Yeah. Um, but it would have, it would have just been a nice little like Easter egg. Or I feel like one of the things we've seen before is that she was going to be in the the Italy scene as one of the mm. like, uh, not not an extra per se, but like in the parade, not just the folks mm. in the the red cloaks. That is what I would think. Mm. That is But powerful. I Emily, your idea of her being I on the bikes powerful. is way hotter, and I prefer that more. Yeah, I would like a fan fiction of that immediately, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't already exist, I'm like, someone someone should write yeah, that. Yeah, this is gold like, right it, here. <laughs> that seems very doable. I'm trying to think of where I would stick her in. It's like it's the bike is so funny to me it's that hard I'm to like be. I'm willing to <laughs> to concede <laughs> to yeah kind of go. and like but I also want like a Taylor Swift song to be playing over that scene too mm. like I want like I I don't know which one but I want like and it can be like one picked out of time you know what I mean like it can be like yeah I don't know it can be like it, yeah like it can be like cruel summer or something right. like I want I want something it does it can be anachronistic like it I don't know. The bike is fun. I'm gonna i I'm gonna agree with Emily and I'm gonna go with the bike. It's just so okay. good. Here's my that I have to I have to lean yeah. into it here. Yeah. It's the galaxy good. braining is off the charts here and we yeah. must give it up for that. Absolutely. Right. I here's my galaxy yeah. brain idea. It's the depression depression scene. She's spiraling. Mm-hmm. She's spinning around. Camera's mm-hmm. going around. Okay. Outside the window <laughs> there's another house. Just imagine there's a house. <laughs> And it's T Swift. Stop, I know where you're going with this. And the you belong with me. She's got the sign. What the fuck? You okay? (laughs) Is that a meme already? Because I feel like that should also be a meme. I honestly, I would be surprised if it wasn't, but I think it needs to be exist because that's hilarious in my head. Yes. (laughs) I also, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give another quick answer. I think she should have. I think they should have CGI'd her head in, like as Taylor, like to be like one of like. Like, Edward is coming to Bella to be like, don't be reckless, girl. But I also think, like, Taylor should be, like, if, if, if Edward is the, is the angel, like, Taylor should have been, like, the devil. And she would, she, like, I would have liked to have seen her pop in as, like, a CGI, like, as, she could be Taylor Swift. Like, this is Bella's, like, 
favorite pop star. Sure. And she's like coming to her and she's like, she's like, be bad. Like, girl, <laughs> don't be bad. Like, you know, Let's like, have fun. <laughs> like I, I kind of, I kind of would have liked to have seen that because I'm like, it wouldn't have taken anything away from the movie, you know? It only could have improved it. Here's the problem, though, is that for this to be aligned with the time period that Stephanie wrote these mm. and the music that we know she mm. listened to, it would have had to be Linkin no, Park. You're right. <sighs> Which is so much scarier. Which- yeah, I don't want that. No one wants Lincoln Park coming to them and being Girl, like, "Girl, be bad." So here's my top choice. I say Bikers, obviously. Um, then mm. Face Punch. Then maybe like a flight attendant. Mm. Um, well, Chris was very clear that he did not want them sitting in the airport. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I, they would have had to have added added a whole yeah. scene for her. And and then maybe in in it. Those are my choices. Um, okay, last question that we have here is, what do you think were Bella and Anastasia from Fifty Shades' favorite Halloween candies mm. as kids? Ooh. Ooh. I just feel like Bella's a Tootsie Roll girl. I don't know. Yeah. She gives she gives Tootsie Roll vibes. She gives, it's, like, it's her um, favorite thing, brown. Um. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yes. Anna... Is Anna, like, are we, my first thought for her was, like, was, like, Sour Patch Kids. I don't know mm. why. I'm just, like, but, like, maybe, like, the watermelon Fuck. version. Like, Ooh, I, yeah. for some reason, I can just picture her putting them away. I don't know what it is. And I don't know why Bella, like, Tootsie Roll feels right for Bella, but, like, like a chocolate, a chocolatier candy feels right for Bella, and, like, a candier candy feels right maybe for like Anna. Maybe, like, a sweetest. Yeah. In my brain. Hello? Uh, Swedish <laughs> fish. <laughs> We're so close. It's fine. Yeah. A Swedish fish. I can see that. Just something too. bland. Because yeah. they're both I, uh, a nerd, perhaps. Yeah. Ooh, I, I feel like Anna could be into uh, dots. Oh that my like god! A cursed Anna. Dots. Yeah. yeah. Dots. Yeah. Oh god. Just something dots that will so absolutely gross. fuck up your braces. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Oh. Oh yes. Yes. Absolutely. Ew, dots were so. Disgusting. I went from like my mouth <laughs> or like a starburst over those sour patch watermelon to like almost dying <laughs> as soon as you said dots. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it's dots make me yeah dots make me want to die for sure. Yeah, and maybe that's why they're perfect for right. these girlies. Yeah, just the candies that like nobody wants. <laughs> right they're get right and they're like they're like maybe they didn't even like it maybe they were the girls that were like we want the apples like, <laughs> yeah know? we'll take the we'll take the floss <laughs> actually we'll just take the apples <laughs> yeah we love can you give us a toothbrush <laughs> like God. <laughs> yeah that maybe they're maybe they're giving that energy yeah i just Oof. imagine especially for bella like being forced in arizona to go trick-or-treating with people from like her ballet troupe that she wasn't actually friends with and when they would do the like ceremonious like you know when you get back and you dump all of your Halloween candy onto the floor and you do the trading Mm -hmm. she wasn't comfortable enough to actually like trade so she would just get the stuff that nobody wanted which is the dots and the Tootsie Rolls and stuff like that. Which fully transformed her taste of candy from the future on. Absolutely. You know she was like Oh, that's what she I was wanted. like. Charlie was like, "Oh, well. yeah." Charlie was like, "Oh, did you get anything good?" And she's like, "She's like, 
<laughs> and, she, and she's like eating dots, and she's like, "I love these. This these is are exactly my favorite." What I want. <laughs> and you know that like she leaned into it, and so <laughs> Edward every like Valentine's Day or whatever the fuck gets her dots, and she's like, "Oh, yay!" She's like, "Cool." I it's love not until dots. she's like three hundred years old that she finally gets the gusto to be like, yes. "I actually fucking hate these." She's like, if you ever get these for me again, I will murder you. And she opens, like, a closet door and just a bunch of dot, like, boxes of dots come out. Like, they fall out, like, cartoonishly. It's like an avalanche of dots. She just didn't know what good candy tasted like. Damn, that makes me sad, you know? And and that seems right for her, though. Like, poor girl. Poor poor girlina over there. Maybe one day she'll know something better. Even just, like, a, a Tootsie Pop is better. Maybe mm. one day. Yeah. 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 Um, this director's commentary is great. Um, if you haven't it watched it, one, I know that it's hard to get a hold of. Um, but New Moon, is it's on Peacock, so you can enjoy watching it. Um, mm-hmm. Just remember, like, I had to... Um, the Peacock's fucking subtitles just are the absolute worst. And Oh, my God. They're ass. They're just, yeah. they're just absolute <laughs> ass. They're ass. They, they kill me so... Just know that ahead of time. Um, the What we are watching next, we are nearing the end of our Sweeps Week month. Um, so Sweeps Month, whatever. Um, but next week, yeah, we, time is fake. we are getting into Dakota Johnson's most recent movie that we have not watched yet, which is, of course, Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Wow. Yeah, I'm very wow. excited to get my dancing shoes on. We love Dakota. Yes. I actually have, I have not seen it yet either, so I'm, I'm interested in... Hearing what you You'll have to it. watch it and listen with us. I will have to watch it. <laughs> we have some amazing patrons to thank. Uh, Cody, do you want to start us off? Absolutely. Thank you to Katie Black. Ooh. Thank you to Kylie Minty. Ooh. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Ooh. Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Ooh. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Ooh. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Bam, bam, bam. Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. O'Shea. Thank you to Clara Belikov. Thank you to Katya Cart. Thank you to Hannah Dragomir. Thank you to Hope Castile. Thank you to Rachel Ashford. Thank you to Emerson Kirova. Thank you to Maddie Facinelli. Thank you to Samara Rinaldi. Ow. Thank you to Genevieve Morgan. Thank you to Tess Egri. Thank you to Danielle Burke. Thank you to my mom, your mom, our mom, Kelly Beck. Mom. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Thank you to Lara Forty. Thank you to Dan Zeklos. Thank you to Maria Swan. Thank you to India Peach. Thank you to Emily Ozira. And last but certainly not least, thank you to Jaylene Ivishka. I am waiting on pens and needles to know what fan fiction you have brought to the space. 
<clears throat> well, um, no, no, no. This is, I, I've actually, in like the past five seconds, I have started to second guess no, my don't. choice, but now I'm committing to it. <laughs> okay, good. So I was, you know, I was watching New Moon. I was watching that final iconic confrontation between um, J- Jacob and Edward, and where I find so funny because Bella, like, they spend the whole movie, like, building their relationship, and then at the end, Bella's like, mm-hmm, I'm just not that into you, and Bella, and Jacob's like, huh? But I, I, I'm thinking about, it made me think about how if these, if these films, if these books were to have come out today, I think there would be... Now, I, I want to be clear, I'm not personally um, in this community, but I, I was like, there've got to be people who were like, Jacob and Edward belong together. Like, they're, you know, and I think, I think I can see that have, having been a bigger thing had these come out today. Yes. Like, get rid of the girl, the boys, just like, go for it. And I, I decided to like, go looking for some Jacob Edward fanfic and I was interested I I I combed through some choices and nothing was seeming quite right and then I found buried in the back of like the 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 AO3 tag um (laughs) shout out to AO3 um I found a very short it's literally 266 words like it is extremely short a fic that I don't really I, I was enchanted by it mm. and I was like I would I would read more of this um I, I was suddenly committed but it is called it is called never been it is by Tara shout out over on AO3 and I it is literally a little over 200 words so I'm gonna read the whole all right thing Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay um and let me know let me know if you're as enchanted by this as I am I I, I don't know if I ship it But I see, I'm like, do I see the vision? Perhaps. Mm -hmm. Okay, here we go. When he was 11 or 12, a few years before the war, and still more before the great influenza, Edward would stand on the dirty Chicago sidewalks and watch the people pass by. There were newsboys in plain brown caps who would call out their headlines to any folk who'd come through, begging for pennies with bold white speech. Edward wondered at them, how anyone could cry so hard at people who weren't listening, but he doesn't remember that anymore. And then there are three asterisks, and then we go into the second part. They meet at the space between both their lands, the wind rushing like bulls and the rain cutting angles across their faces. Jake shifts his weight constantly, but Edward stands very still. Neither of them feel the cold. She left a few months ago, Edward says. I decided to let her leave. Well, what, Colin? Jake isn't sure what to say. It's like Edward laces his mouth with vinegar just to make the wounds sparkle. Jake knows he can read his thoughts, see all the textures of red streaking through his mind. He grabs Edward's hand just for a second, then lets it fall. You killed her, you know. You chose her. Yes, he replies. I suppose I did. Edward's stoic, Roman or something. They spend a lot of time there, quiet, wet. Did you think I'd be happy? That's not how this works. He puts his lips to a line. It isn't like that, Colin. Never been. Jake turns, tears through the rain like paper on a gift. He goes home to his demons to number all the ways he doesn't give a damn. Whoa. Damn. Wasn't that kind of a sleigh? Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, go off, Tara. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I kind of love that. Go off. All wow. right. Big fan. Damn, Tara. Sheesh. I know. We uh, Shout out to Tara. I This was written a very long time ago, so um, I hope they're well wherever they are. This was written in 2010, published in 2010. That was such a long time ago. Um, 
Thank you, Tara, for your service. Many moons. We appreciate yes. you, Tara. That is, mm-hmm. thank you so much for digging through the archives <laughs> to find this for us. I committed. Um, your, your work is, is acknowledged and appreciated. Thank um, you. It has thank been so much. an absolute joy to have you, Allison. And Aww, I cannot wait to yeah. have you back at some point to hear what it has been like to watch all of the Twilight movies. Um, Oh my god, yes. I must watch the clips. I'm so sorry if you can hear the motorcycles outside, by the way. They they heard that there was Jacob Edward fic, and they came. Yeah, um, they're they running. Run it. <laughs> and they want to And we support more. them. Um, speaking of knowing yeah, more, solidarity. where can folks go to support your work and learn more about you and all of the TV Guide interesting stuff? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, my... My writing these days is over on TVGuide.com. Um, I, I, oh my God! Do you hear those motorcycles? They are, they are having the time of their lives. Okay, bye guys. They went away. Um, so you can find my my stuff over at TVGuide.com. Um, I I write about a lot of I write about a lot of shows over there. Um, I just got done writing about the past season of Better Call Saul, and we shall see what comes next. And then I am on Twitter tweeting way too much over at Freak Wharf. Amazing. Incredible. I love that so much. I've heard great things about Better Call Saul. Someone told me recently that the dude that plays Colin Robinson is in that, which made me very curious. He is iconically in it, and um, he he's in he's in season one, and then um, Bob Odenkirk was recent well they were all recently at like an award show and they won and the whole cast was up there and bob odenkirk was giving like a very drunk acceptance speech and he saw mark i want to say i don't know how to say his name mark pro i believe in the in the audience and he shouted him out and he said why are you up here (laughs) probably because he hadn't been on the show since season one but he is very good on the show i love that hell yeah i don't know about you all but i follow Allison for TV recommendations amongst so many of our, um, the folks that we have on the show. Cause I, otherwise I will just continue to, to rewatch the trash stuff that I do, which is not helpful. Um, that's valid. No, that's valid Yeah, it is. Except for that I, um, usually what happens is Cody recommends stuff to me. And then two years later, I find out about it. Yeah. Um, again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Have you heard Cody's about this? like, hello. And he's like, dude, yeah. I literally, <laughs> uh, and that's just kind of how things go. And it's a fun little bit. Um, but I am trying to be better. Yeah. Fun that's for the stunning. whole family. Yeah. <laughs> that's stunning. Um, that is absolutely stunning. So thank you all. Take care of yourselves. Be good. Be, be alive. And stuff like that. Um, yeah. Don't ride on motorcycles without helmets like Bella. Mm. Or Taylor Swift. Mm. Make sure Taylor Swift is there if you're going to go riding on a motorcycle. That yeah. is <laughs> crucially. Yes. Crucially yeah. important yeah. recommendations. Yep. Um, Make sure she's there. And until next week, as we say here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. And get whipped. Oh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. You can follow us on Twitter at Into the Twilight or on TikTok at Into the Twilight Show. You can find me at Cody Corral on Twitter and Allie at Alexandria Does. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. We have merch, so much stuff. All those links are in the episode description. And make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast hosting platform. It really helps the show. Thanks. Bye.
You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.